I am a lumberjack and I'm okay. <laughs> you are listening to the Give Me Five podcast, episode 215, Side B. I cut down trees, I skip and jump, I like to press wildflowers, I put on women's clothing and hang around in bars. He cuts down trees, he skips and jumps, he likes to press wildflowers, he puts on women's clothing and hangs around in bars. He's a lumberjack and he's okay, he sleeps all night and he... That's right, ladies and gentlemen, we are the Give Me Five podcast, coming directly to your ear holes, a bi-weekly podcast reviewing the things you love today and the things you might have loved yesterday. This is the Freeform Jazz Edition. Sure, my name is G- Giggles McProtein Pants, and I'm joined by Chuckles Lightload. Oh, me? Hi. And Dewberry Smearstain. Poop. Who just pooped a little. This is a Side B episode, and we are going to talk about Dark Was the Night. And of course, we'll answer our Give Me Five question of the week. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I'm still recovering from the last thing. Um, <clears throat> as usual, Greg this is a review a show, so there will probably be spoilers. We're going to try to avoid major twists, um, but today we're going to do a fairly crappy movie. It did not come out over two Shut decades ago. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, uh, I mean, no, it wasn't crappy. That's not fair. But it did not come out two, two decades ago. This, is, this one's only like half a decade old. So if you Almost really do want to see it and you don't want any major spoilers, we don't plan on doing that, but it happens. This is your warning. Okay? Um, if you want to see it without spoil spoilers, use your discretion. You can do that. Don't tell me what to do. We don't ask much of you. The movie is Dark Was the Night, a movie that I did not ever hear about until we read that article yeah we talked about last week and And it was weird because we looked at it and i was like you know that one sounds like it might be decent and we were also we were also interested in that that one we did last week which wasn't that great harbinger down yes harbinger down and so i i decided for this week we'd give we'd give that list another chance and i kind of feel like the list redeemed itself because this one was actually for me it was pretty enjoyable and I would not have known anything about it, despite being a big fan of Kevin Durand, who's mm-hmm. in it, which we'll talk about. And also Bianca Kalick, yes. who uh, I know her from that show. Just uh, Was it Just Shoot Me, I think? No, no Just oh, Shoot wow. Me was the other one. It was, uh, it was a show with David Spade and like relationships and the guy that played Putty and stuff like that. It was just a cute... Like, Tommy Boy. Sure. I will make clicking on the uh, IMDb eventually, but she was in a show where she was. It was, it was interesting because it was like a, a married couple that had been married for a while, and then they were friends with a couple that was just engaged and about to get married. And then David Spade was the "I'm never getting married. I'm just going to bang as many like prostitutes as possible, or uh, hot, young, whatever as possible." And it was interesting just because I, when the show was popular, when it was on TV, I was just engaged. So it was very interesting seeing parallels hmm. you know. that bosh no it's like it was a 30 minute comedy it was like a 
It was a uh, tr- uh, rules of engagement. That's what it was. Oh yeah, that's oh. right. But and and just shoot me. You're right. The the girl. Uh, what was her name? And just shoot me. She looks a lot like this one. She does. That was the the. She's she's much older now though. But I... no, I remember. Anyway. Oh, sorry. Good. Well, and this one, um, Bianca. How do you pronounce her name? Kate. Bianca Kalik. Yeah. Yeah. She's also because I'm a big fan. She's an episode, and uh, she's in an episode of Psych. So, uh... I, I I was watching the movie trying to like place it, and I finally looked her up, and I was like, okay, now I know because I couldn't I couldn't get it because I never watched Rules of Engagement. Gotcha. She was also uh, married to Landon Donovan from Team USA Soccer for a long time. Oh, okay. That's the... All right. so that's also how I knew her. Yeah. But anyway, uh, uh, what do we know about this movie, Rob? What, uh, why well, did you pick it other than, or what, what? who's in it, all that fun stuff? Well, we, we picked it because it sound, it, you initially thought it was Lumberjack Horror, which we were like, you know, I don't remember ever seeing a, a solid Lumberjack Horror movie. I don't remember seeing a Lumberjack Horror movie at all. But um, So we gave this a shot. It was released on October 16th of 2014 was directed by Jack Keller, and it does star Kevin Durand, Lucas Haas, Bianca Kalik, Nick Demisi, Heath Freeman, Ethan, oh God, Ethan Kusidman, Ethan Kusidman, uh, Sabina Gadecki. The synopsis is an evil is unleashed in a small town when a logging company sets up shop in the neighboring woods. So... Not actually a logging horror movie or a lumberjack horror movie. <laughs> like I, I really going into this, I really wanted to see a bunch of lumberjacks with axes and those giant, the extra long chainsaws going after some goddamn <laughs> and, Wendigos and and the big beards and shit. The yeah, oh yeah, shirts. The yeah, yeah, like like buffalo yeah. plaid shirts and shit. Yep, like plaid shirts, and then they get back to their cabin and they smear themselves in fresh maple syrup and huddle together for warmth. Wow, uh, wait. I, what movie are you watching? Because <laughs> Omar wants to watch that one. <laughs> watching? I'm making. Oh. I'll be there in three hours. <laughs> so, can, you, can you pick up some maple syrup on the way? Yes. I'll, I'll go ahead and give you my initial thoughts on the movie, uh, and then I'll find out what you guys thought. But I, all in all, I mean, I thought it was a really solid intro. The, the intro that they had where they introduced what was going on with the loggers and everything like that. Um, they did avoid, I thought they avoided the pitfalls of never showing anything from the monster until the end by giving you just enough so that you knew something was there. I mean, so many times with these with these types of movies where they don't really show you the monster um, and they leave you second guessing to see if there's going to be like some kind of stupid psychological twist like, oh my God, it was all in her mind. See how creative I am? Kind of bullshit. Um, thankfully, it wasn't, it, that wasn't the case for this movie, I actually found the movie really enjoyable. Uh, it had just the right mix of action and suspense, you know, for me to get into it. I I will admit I was slightly disappointed with the full creature reveal at the end. I didn't like the design of the head, and we'll talk about that a little bit more later. Um, but it had this large menacing body and then this little tiny Komodo dragon-esque head. I thought the director made an excellent choice for the blue-gray, like, washout visuals for the entire film. It really kind of gave it this a really, like, muted look that really kind of lent itself to the atmosphere of the movie, I thought. And, I mean, personally, I would definitely recommend this movie if you're a fan of the monster genre. So, on my front, 
uh, the thing I really we try to pinpoint like the one thing we really like. There was one thing I liked a lot mm-hmm. that was just because it was different than other movies, and I I really liked the interplay between the deputy and the sheriff. Okay, because because there was usually if there's a deputy and a sheriff, the either one of them is com- is complete moron or one of them is like gunning for the other one. Like right. there, and this one there was a respect which I liked, mm-hmm. but beyond that, I I love cold movies and ice like cold in isolation. I like the idea of it. Um, like if I having have like honestly, if I'm having a hard time sleeping, I just kind of mentally put myself in cold snow cabin kind of thing with a bunch of lumberjacks and maple syrup. I probably shouldn't have said the last part out loud. <laughs> No, like, I don't know, I just, like, yeah, what I'm... So there's, like, that story and that location. It's, you know, any time there's something that's kind of isolated, trees, mountains, that kind of thing, it just, it puts me in a happy place. And it did not hurt that it was a cold night that night, so I was able to kind of open up the doors and windows and, you know, mind you, when I say cold night, it was, like, 60. But, you know, it was still nice. Florida cold. Yeah, Florida cold. My window's open right now. My freaking child is awful at cold. He's like, it's so cold. I'm like, it's 67. Yeah. Like, you want to see snow? <laughs> like, oh my God. So, that would be my initial thoughts. I just really loved the setting and the isolation of it all. All right. And you, Omar? Um, I thought I thought it was okay. It It was a little slow at times for me overall. Um, I do agree with the, that like tint that they used, like mm-hmm. bluish tint. It, it was kind of cool. At one point I even put in my notes, um, that it was, the tint was messing with me a little bit. Was it, is it me or like at the beginning of the movie, was it almost like too strong? And then I came back to it later to finish the second half and the tint looked, it looked different. I don't know. Maybe I... I, I don't know, maybe because I had the. I don't. I don't feel like it changed. Uh, I don't know. It, maybe I had. It the... changed in different scenes. Okay, that's what it is then. Like, so it might have toned down a little bit, but it was very, very blue. So, if, uh, can I get graphics nerdy with you guys? Yeah, yeah go for it. So it's called a an, a LUT L U T or a lookup table, which is a basically a mathematical uh, filter that they put on footage to change the color of things mm-hmm. and that's why a lot of the marvel movies look the same a lot of the D- dc movies use a much deeper darker version of that um and there's different versions of it and you can and what it's doing is it's it's remapping colors so it could you could say you know, like the anytime you see the color black make a charcoal gray instead which will lighten things up oh god um or you've probably seen those pictures where like someone will do like a a shot of like a homeless person and they want to make them look like super grimy or like make their wrinkles look really dark. Mm-hmm. They'll basically crush the blacks, which means like they're going to push the grays more towards the black end of the scale. So they like make it, they, they make any shadows look a lot darker over time. And it's, it's done in computer obviously. Um, but so it, it, if it you enhances notice, a certain look basically. Yeah. And you can see it like a place they do it a lot. If you've any like, like bad boys movie or something where they'll have like the Learjet with like the drug dealers or the cool <laughs> cops getting, getting off of it. Yeah. There's a, there's, they always overlay a gradient on that. That's like a sun, a sunset gradient. 
and you can kind of see um you can yeah it looks different like orange to to blue to green or whatever they it's just a an effect and people are kind of used to seeing it uh but they actually changed it throughout the movie there was whenever they were in their office it was green and then when it, when they were fighting the creature at the end it was red i thought and so and i'm sure they did and i'm sure they did it in other points as well to kind of tell the story visually and i thought it was i i liked it um, quite a bit. I wish Rob hadn't pointed it out because I would have liked to see if I would have known about it before. What you mean? If you would have noticed that they were using it, I thought it was. If really I would have, obvious. if I would have, if well, yeah, if I would have thought of it as a a narrative uh, crutch or helper or something like like I the second I turned it on, I noticed it because you had mentioned it. Kurt, I agree. Uh, Me too. That I, I actually went into it thinking about about what you said about it, Rob. Oh, well, that's why you shouldn't read my notes before you watch the movie, Jackass. Rob, your opinions are very important to me. <laughs> I don't that's say why. anything unless I ch- – I, I do the what would Rob say test. Yeah, I mean, that's – Well, that's that why, doesn't That's why I was hoping <laughs> – That's why I was hoping As evidenced to, uh, by, by the last recording. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I've been house- hospitalized but. twice this month because of you, but that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't – Wow. Yeah. Anyway, so, so um, so the, all of our initial opinions. I think we we covered that portion. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, uh, I guess let's do a little bit of the synopsis, and I can I can give you some historical fact of this movie. Okay. Um. It, well, as far as as far as the horror movie goes, I mean, you've got the you've got the uh, cop with the estranged wife. Um, so you've got the, the family strife checkbox there. You've got the, the strife caused by like a dead kid. So checkbox there. Um, the, the husband and wife are separated and he's a cop who doesn't believe in supernatural stuff being faced with a supernatural enemy check there. (laughs) So I, I mean, it, 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 when you get down to it, it really kind of feels like it's a, um, like they're just going by the, uh, by the book. By the numbers. Yeah, by the script there. So just laying out this like, word. Why don't they just call someone? Well, cell phone reception isn't great here. Okay, cool. Check. Check. <laughs> well, and there's also, at the beginning of the movie, they, they do a couple of different... Well, I guess they kind of slowly reveal it, but there's something that happened in the past. Or whatever. And they that they, mm-hmm. they give you this impression, like... Um, yeah, I think the kid drowned or something. I think that's... Yeah, at one point... He hit, the, he hit his head in a pool... And either drowned. They didn't say if he drowned or not, but he definitely slipped in a kiddie pool and hit his head. Right. And the and family's I, I like broken. That happened, but right. But they and like, they keep nope. alluding to that. So just just checking another thing is like mysterious past. And how does that play and, into the the current characters? And I would like to point out how amazing Kevin Durand was because he absolutely nailed that haunted father stare into nothing Mm -hmm. like those scenes where he was sitting at that little table in his house yes or when the scenes where you knew that he was reliving the moment or you could see where he was talking to somebody like like his heart was breaking i mean he absolutely nailed those scenes and and that leans a lot on the ability of the actor. I mean that I mean that's like 100% the ability of the actor and having somebody who couldn't do that would not have made the role as believable. Mm-hmm. And this probably would have fallen into the realm of like comedy at that point. But 
I thought the yeah, acting. Well, they reveal. I thought the okay. acting was pretty good, like overall. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a pretty well acted movie, personally. Like, it's a movie that we haven't really heard of. It's a lot of people that we haven't necessarily heard of, but I, I don't know. I thought it was. I thought they sold it largely. They absolutely and and I'll tell you, Ke- Kevin Durant sold the role so well, and I was so I was so emotionally connected to his character that when the when the guy fucking insulted him and said he can't even protect his own family, I was like, oh shit, you need to hit that bitch, hit him. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, <laughs> you broke your TV. <laughs> yeah. It's like somebody punched that guy, That's fucker. Funny. That's hilarious. They, they slowly reveal the this the kid thing, and one of the ways they reveal it is he puts his his son to sleep and looks at the empty other bed in, in the kids in room. bed in bed. He doesn't like it the vet. It's not like it the vet. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like put, puts he lays him, to, him down to for sleep, bed. and then the other the other bed in the room is empty. And also he bends down, and this is a little bit of foreshadowing. He bends down and picks up a little like dinosaur uh, toy, and I was mm-hmm. like, okay, this like. I wonder if this creature is going to be reptilian. Uh, there's a few of those too, like when he looks at his knife before he puts it. I, and I actually made a comment on that. I what was it? The I, I said that knife is going to be important later, unless Kevin Durant just kind of wanted to flip it while he was tucking it into his, his yeah. holster because he did this little flourish move with it, and the camera like focused in on it, and mm-hmm. it's like, all right, well that's going to be important later. <laughs> yeah. So there's that. Then they, of course, someone mentions uh, that it wasn't his fault. And then it just kind of, or then someone, a teacher, a little, an asshole teacher in this case, was like, your son keeps on talking about Tim as if he's alive. Okay, let him. (laughs) Like, his brother died. Let him do whatever he wants to do at that point. Right. Well, and, and I was torn. Honestly, I was torn at that scene. Because, I mean, one, we don't know how long it's been going on. Um... I think it was six months. Right, right. But I don't think we knew at that point how long it had been. Mm. So, I mean, if he had been doing this for three years, I mean, it might be detrimental to the kid, right? Um, so I was I was a little torn at that point because I'm like, all right, so she's doing her job. She's bringing it to their attention. And they still haven't dealt with the death of their kid, so they lashed out at her. And it's like, all right, I I get where she's coming from, but I also think she overstepped her bounds. And I, I also like the starting off point of that. They're like, he said the word pecker, and I like their reaction. I was like, yeah. Only, really? <laughs> and she oh, couldn't say right. it. She had to write it down. Yeah. <laughs> she was like, pecker. They were, yeah, the mom was like laughing. What's the big deal? Yeah, mom and dad were laughing, yeah. and it's like, okay. That's, uh. Call me when he says this word, and it's like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you write that down and slide that over. <laughs> <laughs> teacher has a heart attack oh my word. god yeah exactly <laughs> let me write down uh about two dozen words he shouldn't be saying and call me when he says any of them if he says any of these you let me know <laughs> this right here is a german word and germans can be very creative with their swear words <laughs> this one literally trans translates to pooping in a nun's mouth <laughs> if he says that is there it uh, is there? You call me right away, and I will. Are there any nuns here? <laughs> I will come right away. Yeah, is I wonder if that's a real thing. I need to learn German swear words. Most likely. Yeah. 
Anyway, so let's uh, since we are over in Europe for a moment, let me explain where this movie actually came from. Uh, the Devil's Footprints, which you briefly mentioned before we started recording. I had heard about this, but I kind of forgot, and I didn't realize that this came from it. So when the monster first appears, it's these very heavy, hoofed, literally, footprints, right, mm-hmm. that you see going... Throughout well, the entire he, he town. he tracks dirt for like a mile on an asphalt road. I'm like, how dirty were this fucking thing's feet? I thought it was it was him like getting through the, the ice and snow. But it was it was for a long time, right? It was like... Yeah, it, it was quite a length of ways. Where they show the, yes. like the <clears throat> kind of an aerial shot of that street? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I actually commented on that too. Like all I, the way down the street. I thought the... <clears throat> I see what you're saying about like how, how much dirt was dragged. But it was a really cool shot. I really yeah, it liked it. I thought it looked. I thought it looked. I don't know why it just stuck out to me. I I, I actually commented on it in our in our little spot. Um, it just, that there's a lot of. That's one of the things about the movie. There's a lot of like really cool visual things. Like, I guess it comes. I guess uh, the filters are a good example of that. But but it's a visually mm-hmm. interesting movie. Yeah. So the devil, the devil's footprints. It was a phenomenon that occurred in February of 1855 around the X estuary. I don't know if that's exactly how to pronounce it, but it's in England, uh, in East and South Devon, England. After a heavy snowfall, trails of hoof-like marks appeared overnight, and the snow covering a total distance of some 40 to 100 miles, or 60 to 160 kilometers. The footprints were so called because some religious leaders suggested they were the tracks of Satan and made comparisons to a cloven hoof. Uh, many theories have been made to explain, but no one done have actually been able to. Now, there's one of the weird things about this is there are multiple newspapers and documents describing these things, drawings from different parts of the town, and those all line up. But there's no actual descriptions that like line up. So there's if we look at the reasoning. There's no duplications on that. Like someone's like, oh, it was probably a kangaroo that got loose from a local zoo, which <laughs> in 1855, like there's literally what someone said. But like someone like one person said that was the reason, but there was no news of a kangaroo getting loose, nor did anyone report a kangaroo getting loose. Right. The, um, but everyone did report what these things look like, as well as individual artists and police stations and stuff like that. But um, basically the weird thing about this was is it, they were they were basically straight towards things so if it were if the if it was going down a road and there was a house in the way it just continued onto the top of the house over the house down it would go like up to like 15 feet tall over hills over whatever all these things it didn't so it didn't was, feel the need to go around anything correct so that's why they thought it was a little bit um interesting they've again still never figured it out there were um I don't know what was really going on in the 1850s. I when I think of 1850s London, I just picture like children covered in soot and <laughs> waiting and like knee deep Mary fe- Poppins begging for porridge. Yeah, like wait <laughs> begging for porridge and yeah, waiting in knee deep feces in the side of the road like everyone has their own pet rat on their shoulder like is that close to 1850s England? Sure. Please, sir, might I have some more? Yeah. They do a um, cool depiction of that time period of England um in the show Taboo. Uh it was a it's anyway, check it out. <clears throat> was that um was that the era of Jack the Ripper? Yeah. Yeah, uh, see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I don't remember uh, the exact some people 
time, the exact year, but yeah. So the thought of these creatures, the reason it's weird, of course, was it was hooves, but it was only two hooves. So people thought it could be a prank. People, Some people thought it was a balloon because they were playing with dirigibles and balloons at this point, And that maybe the, the weights on the bottom of it were just kind of getting dragged and like mm. only touching the ground a little bit, which could explain why they just went straight. But it also doesn't explain why they, if there was weights, why they didn't get caught underneath like a threshold of a roof or something. Uh, some people say it was hopping mice. And uh, of course there was the kangaroo thing. And uh, I'm hoping you guys, I'm hoping you guys say the right thing here. But there was a one uh, uh, theory that it was a badger. At which point, whenever someone says badger, what do you say? Badgers? We don't know that. We don't need no stinking badgers. <laughs> okay, I am amongst my people. Uh, Carry on, as you were. Yeah. So, so that is that is actually what the writer of this movie kind of took as their starting point. Really? Nice. Yeah. Jack yes. the Ripper was 1888, by the way. Uh, oh, okay. There you go. Thank you. Maybe Jack the Ripper was upset that his kangaroo got out and no one helped him. That's probably what it was. (laughs) And all those poor women died. No one brought me back my kangaroo. (laughs) Time to kill me some prostitutes. (laughs) Well, and and honestly, um, it was was eventually revealed that it was the the monster in question was a Wendigo. But when they were initially, like, figuring everything out, my first thought was Skinwalker because they were going Native American or Native North American or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, so my first thought was a skinwalker and I'm like, oh shit, this is a skinwalker movie. This is going to be awesome. I mean, the Wendigo ended up being just as cool, but I mean, th- there was definitely a, a solid, uh, Native American connection in the movie. I mean, they mm-hmm. had some characters and they went to them for some knowledge about what was going on and got some of the, the, uh, lore, if you will, from right. those characters. Man, I love some Wendigos. Oh yeah, <laughs> and then they even had some tracking, and I had to laugh at a couple of points with with the whole tracking thing, as as like he's leading the deputy downhill, and he's like, "Oh, the footprints are farther apart," and the deputy's like, "Why is that?" And I'm like, "Cause he's going downhill, jackass." Yeah, right. Well, I thought it was funny. That's funny you said that because um, there was even another part where, like, all of there's like four guys, and they're in the woods looking for. This is earlier in the movie. Mm-hmm. and they're all from the area and they had all given the impression that you know they're hunters and they've lived there their whole lives or whatever mm-hmm. and then one of them says are there any more tracks or can you see more tracks or something like that and then the other one says no the ground is too frozen well the other guy would have known that <laughs> the guy that asked would have known that because he would he's he would have had the same amount of experience. So if there's no tracks because the ground's frozen, I think they all would have known that. Does that make sense? Because mm-hmm. they're just experienced, like they just know that. But it's funny, like how they have to throw that kind of stuff in for the the view for, for the, the viewer. The viewer, yeah, to, uh, maybe right. I don't know. Yeah, it just it struck me as funny. I was like, okay, that's well, just they bad. do that a lot. In I mean, that's definitely a expository thing. Yeah, you have to. Like... I know. I get that. I just. Like who walks into their office and is like, "Hey, Jim, uh, are you know, is, are you still working on that top secret uh, spider thing that is that top secret radioactive spider or something like that?" Yeah, right, like, right, right. Yeah. yeah. How how was the you know fill in the blank on a family thing? 
yesterday yeah. that's going to be important for the movie, you know? <laughs> yep. So... Do you still have that knife your wife gave you? <laughs> yeah. That he uses to, to knife the terrorist as he comes running in the building. <laughs> oh, that's a good thing you had that That's knife. a good thing, Yeah. <laughs> Hey Jennifer, is that claustrophobia still bothering you? And then like, <laughs> like someone like ties that person up and sticks him in like a closet. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. ah! Anyway, uh, there's a lot of dead animals in this movie as these creatures uh, seem to be feeding on them. And I, I'm assuming that the the assumption with this movie is that the the lumberjacks went too far and and deforested the area where these creatures lived. Yeah. So they just moved closer. They migrated. Yeah. Uh, that was another one of the theories behind the Devil's Footprints is it was actually the third coldest winter ever in that area. Mm-hmm. So it was entirely possible that it was just um, birds that had flown to that area that like were like, oh shit, and had to walk instead of uh, like continuing on their way. Interesting. Yeah, or, it was, or other animals that wandered into town to try to find warmth. So. Okay, that track. And I... Knowing full well that birds don't have hooves, but, you know. That's still. <laughs> and if they did, that'd be fucked up. So, yeah, there's a lot of animals in here. There's a whole shit on my car the other day. Did you? While I was driving. I was driving oh. through an intersection. I just got plastered on the windshield. Oh. I was like, are you kidding? It was yes, broke. it was a bird. <laughs> it wasn't me perched on a traffic light. <laughs> There he is! There he is! <laughs> Time the poops. Time the poops. Yes. So they, uh, <laughs> as I said, lots of, lots of dead animals. There's a horse situation where the uh, horse owners, you know, his livelihood is raising these horses, and they're freaking out. I did like One the idea points. of of all of these animals freaking out, and the deer hunters not seeing any deer, and they're all just the, leaving. Yeah, and like. Because the predator has moved in, so the the prey has to go somewhere else, which I thought was kind of interesting. Which left them with only the human. Exactly. Uh, we really don't see the monster very much early on in the movie. I know this is probably we, for later. We don't, and it's a great intro because it's it's still not a great view. But like you see something in the headlights as they're pulling into like a uh, a lot somewhere, and the and the kid yells, and and you know dad dad gets out of the car and tells the kid don't get out of the car, and then he goes looking with his flashlight and he sees something and it takes off into the woods and he friggin' runs after it and I'm screaming at the TV I'm like don't chase it what are you doing. <laughs> Yeah. What the hell? The the kid uh, not listening freaked me out. I would have been like, dude, just lock the doors. Yeah, he hide came in, back. Hide in, the, like, hide in the footboards. I'm like, oh, God, not another one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you they, don't have any more, dude. Yeah, right? Then the kid's, like, hiding in this, like, little, like, rock shack. Chilling out in there with, like, a Blair Witch. Mm-hmm. A Blair Witch, ha. Huh? Uh-huh, that's funny. Um, Just standing in a corner? Yeah. Like, what are you doing? Dad, I saw the monster, and then I chased it. Uh, the the other, so the reveals of the monster, there was a silhouette in the trees, there was that 
that thing in the trees. We know it has claws because they showed a lot of scratches on right. the barn doors. You saw some feet at a certain point, and we really didn't see the monster until, what, 10, 15 minutes before the end of the movie? Like, in full? The, the full washer, yeah. So. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, we didn't get a good view of the full monster until, like, the final confrontation. Yeah. So, what, do you, what did you think? I know you mentioned it early, but let's, let's, um, just, let's talk about our monster friend here. All in all, I mean, I have to admit, I liked the overall design. I, I thought it was I thought it was good. It was just I was really, really let down when it got when we actually got to see the head and face. Um, I realized what they were going for, but I think they undersized it. Like the head was way too small for the body. And it had this very Komodo dragon looking head and and it just did not fit on the body that they had designed for this thing it, it just seemed like the scale was off you know what i mean yeah yeah as i was saying earlier it i tend to get those books of like the making of and it has all of the sketches that they were thinking of for different characters mm-hmm. and it reminds me of like all the sketches that they would have done for like the lizard in that one uh, spider-man movie oh yeah the one with uh, garfield yeah uh, amazing spider-man i think it it just looked very lizard-like and you're right it was a little smaller uh i'm t- because it was so reptilian, I'm like, that thing would not really be moving around much in the in winter. The snow. I mean, it gets to be like 50 degrees in South Florida, and you got iguanas falling out of the trees on people's yeah, heads. Yeah, I, I don't know that I agreed with the reptilian design of the Wendigo. I always thought the Wendigo was more of a um, either a a furry creature, kind of like what you see with like the, the comics, the X-Men character yeah, yeah yeah or or like a almost like a white type character that's w-i-g-h-t oh okay like a, yeah a, like a a ghost or ghoul kind of look yeah uh, i always like the the windigo with the um the rotting deer head kind of top portion and antlers and then mm-hmm. uh whatever they do so, like sometimes we'll have it really like long lean thin legs and body with that mm-hmm. or the more furry kind of situation like the x-men version right and and i think one of the reasons i thought it was a skinwalker not a windigo was because wasn't it actually throwing its voice or making it sound making it sound like um other people that it had that it had yes. killed previously yeah and isn't that a trait of the skinwalker i thought that was skinwalker that is true okay. we've talked a lot about skinwalkers on this podcast and it it thrills me <laughs> it's... You mean just this episode or in general? In general. We did <laughs> yeah. an episode where we mentioned skinwalkers. Uh, just, I believe that uh, Omar got killed by one just two episodes ago. I I, yeah. I believe that is, yeah, that is factually accurate. Skinwalker Ranch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's correct. Which, uh... We have uh, reservations there uh, next year. There you go. Right in the middle of summer. Yep, perfect. And Rob and I are going to sleep in the cabin, and Omar is going to sleep outside... With uh, raw steaks stapled to him, just in case. Somebody's got to take care of the in place. So, right. Somebody's got to walk the perimeter. Yeah, no problem. No, no, no. You'll be fine out here in your sleeping bag. Here, why don't you use this uh, ground beef as a pillow? <laughs> like, just in case. I don't mind being out here, but why am I tied to an animal carcass? <laughs> I don't understand <laughs> what you're trying to do. <laughs> this, is this some weird initiation? Like, what's happening? <laughs> Welcome to the Give Me Five podcast. He's going to die. <laughs> no, Omar, we didn't hear that noise. <laughs> Quick, set up the camera. Yeah. 
<laughs> what sound? I didn't hear a sound. <laughs> There's been a lot of true crime podcasts, but only once was there one where someone actually lets one of their hosts get eaten by a Wendigo <laughs> or a skinwalker. Put that one under the comedy category. Yeah. Because it's hilarious. <laughs> so, anyway, yeah. So the creature, yeah, very reptilian. Um, basically, the uh, there's, it's a very straightforward movie, to be honest. It is, and but it's not a bad thing, so to speak. Either. Nah. I mean, it kind of it kind of keeps to the formula, and it does what it needs to do, and it gets out without fucking it up. Yeah, I really uh, back to the the relationship between the husband and ex, uh, I guess separated wife. I thought the diner scene when him and her and the kid were together and he's like when are we going home mom and and he kind of asks like do do you guys still like love each other and he's like well yeah but it's not as easy as that i thought that was kind of an interesting it was it was well written and it didn't and his reaction was like just vague enough for the kid to understand it well that was kind of cool and And here's where I, I, I probably got a little bit too into it, but the the descriptions that she was giving and the descriptions that he was giving weren't matching up. And it sounds like she, it, from her point of view, he's pushing everybody away and doesn't want anybody around him, but it seemed like he was doing everything he could to hang on or to, to keep everyone near him or close to him. And I'm like, I, I don't know that I see what she's saying. And he's not really saying a whole lot, so I'm not really sure what's going on here. I think there was a whole lot that went on, you know, behind the scenes that we didn't know about as far as as far as their relationship was concerned. Um, yeah, yeah, because their stories didn't really seem to match to me. Okay, that's fair. Uh, let's see here. So uh, the guy. When they finally realize what at what point does he realize that it's something supernatural? The cop. I know there's obviously a, there he finally does realize it because he starts telling everyone else. Mm-hmm. But I don't remember um, when it was or what was the driving point. Does it when he sees it? I want to say. I want to say it was when it broke into his house. But I think oh, before yeah. then he found all the bodies up in the trees, correct? That's true. He he already he was saying that it was in the trees. I think at that point he it, was. I think you he know it might have been when he found the bridle. Uh, maybe when he found the bridle in the tree for the missing horse. You think that? Yep. Yeah. And then maybe when he saw that all the bodies, that's what early. clinched it for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, he never did that thing where you like, you know, where he's standing next to an alien with a Bigfoot and like a Jersey Devil, and he's like, "Nope, supernatural stuff isn't real." Like, it never got to that point. <laughs> no, <laughs> this was much better. Yeah, he than that. he did. He absolutely did not believe in the supernatural stuff, but he he was open enough to when he saw the. Because that's one of the things that I hate about movies where you've got the cop that doesn't believe in the supernatural stuff. They they keep denying supernatural stuff even though it's like slapping them in the face. Right. And it's like, mm-hmm. all right, he just slit your throat and you still don't believe that he's real. Um No, that's not okay, whatever. But he he actually saw the signs and he was he was Did they coming, open up his eyes? They did. 
and he was coming around to it, and he saw the sign. Excellent, excellent. Uh, because life is demanding, even without understanding. Yeah, correct, correct. So he realizes this is a thing, and he gathers the town folks together in the church to basically just you know say, "Hey, we got to survive the night here." Well, he also there's a, a pretty here's, here's the buffet. <laughs> yeah, right. Put everyone it, together. Well, it actually kind of does make sense, and I, I do like the fact that the the weaponry got a little better than just his pistol that he had at the beginning. Because I'm like, yeah, that's not six shooter. I'm like, yeah, like that's kidding? not stopping anything. Yeah. Like maybe you should take the shotgun from the crazy horse owner. Mm-hmm. But the the scene in his house was actually pretty uh, intense. Yeah, it was pretty intense. Pretty uh, where he's like yelling at his kid to get in the bathtub, and you see these feet kind of moving around, and that was all practical stuff. And they that you they had weight to them. Like as they stepped down, you could see him like squish, mm-hmm. which I thought was really good. Yeah, that that um, was they did a good job with that, and that's why and it was, it's funny because those feet very... made me think that the creature would look totally different than what it did. I was envisioning yeah, more like, yeah, like with the antlers, like what you were saying. That that's what I was envisioning. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> very very disappointed in that one. Personally, a little. So, so he gathers. He does gather them all to the church because, in a way, I think that's actually the right thing to do in this case, where so that everyone can kind of take a window and aim a gun at it. Basically, yeah, consolidate your power, so to speak. Uh, you know, good against Wendigos usually. Not so good if, like, if someone's throwing grenades. Right. Um, I don't think the Wendigos had grenades. They could have. That would have made it a much different movie. And and we've already ruined the uh, the the twist at the end. Yes. Because there is in fact more than one. Yes. Did we ruin it? Yeah, we keep seeing we keep seeing they and Wendigos. Ah. Uh... Yeah, a, a so, few times you guys have we said referred they, to them as plural. Or them, yeah, yeah. So one, so one of them, in fact, does attack the church, right? And basically, the cop gets everyone into the basement, and he there's a you know kind of a nice little battle that ensues, and guns get knocked out of hands, and shots are fired, and I liked this is where the knife came in, of course, right? Yep. And I did like how they revealed that there was more than one. Yes, the reveal was not cool. just the seeing them, yes. not just seeing them outside, but the before then, where the the deputy that had shot one in the past didn't see any sign of the him being shot. Uh, oh yeah, so there's actually there's actually more that are already in the building with them. Right. Yeah. I thought it was. I thought I didn't see that coming, and I, I that that one. Blo- I don't know why, but yeah, that was a good one. I actually kind of did, because there were a couple of points during the movie where I was like. Seems like there's more than one. Like when he was on the road and sounds were coming from both sides of the road. You know, remember where he had the deer in the middle of the road, right. mm-hmm. and he had sounds coming from both sides of the road. I'm like, well, there was that one where he that one hunter showed up and was like all scratched up, and he was looking one way, and the hunter's like, no, he's coming this way. Like he's right behind me, and I was like, hmm. Yeah. There was very specifically sounds on the other side. And this actually – oh, this I didn't mention this. This movie actually has pretty good surround sound. Oh, oh um, nice. So when – and I noticed it early because, like, there's a point when a car pulls up behind the viewer. Mm-hmm. And you could actually hear it from behind. And since I had all my windows open, I was like, who the hell's here now? And then I was like, oh, shit. It's actually the actual movie. That's pretty cool. Nice. Uh, 
anything else about this movie? Um, I recommend it. Go check it out. It's uh, where did we watch it? Was it? It was on Amazon, wasn't it? Amazon it was on Prime. Amazon Prime. It's I think it's also on Hulu and Tubi. I think that might I didn't look specifically because I already had it up, but that's where I think it was. Yeah, if you've uh, got if you've got an Amazon Prime account, it, this was actually free to watch. So yeah, I do uh, want to go to that bar in the movie. Oh the little, yeah, the little pub and like I want I want to have some like maybe a Brunswick stew <laughs> of some sort, like uh, maybe some uh, elk steaks. I think would be that's, good. That sounds delicious. Yeah. Does right? Maybe a, a nice we'll like. A, and we'll tie I don't even know what a hot. To- I don't even know what a hot toddy is, but I want one. <laughs> That's a good one for the bucket list. Yeah, <laughs> go to a random pub and ha- hear lumberjack stories of the lumberjacks all huddled together for warmth, shirtless, um, <laughs> on beaver pelt uh, carpets <laughs> in front of fires. Yes, in fr- definitely in front of fire. Fire, <laughs> Listening to Elton John's greatest hits as lumberjacks are wont to do. This is getting uncomfortably specific. <laughs> <laughs> uncomfortably, you Go say. on. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. I can dream. All right. And that is uh, a movie Dark that I never remember night. the name of over and over again. Yeah, I keep forgetting it too, but it's Dark Was the Night. Yeah. So, as with all of our movies, uh, our all of our special edition movies, we do a give me five list. Well, are, are we doing history first? Oh, and, shit, and... yeah. I'm just jumping ahead. You are. Let's do history. We will do history on this day. Um, so, the day that this movie came out, it wasn't all that long ago. It was uh, 2014. The... Um, Let's see, where did you go? It was up on my screen. Um, the Giants beat the Cardinals in, in a World Series, uh, I guess the NL the NL uh, Series. But Yeah, you, the, you have to specify which... which the uh, National League Championship. It yeah, it was in baseball. Yeah, sure. The, the Giants um, and Cardinals are also in the NFL. Yeah, so the National League Championship. Um, the, but the big thing was a working human intestine is generated in a laboratory from stem cells in the United States on this week. Uh, it, it did gain sentience, and now it runs a podcast called the Give Me Five Podcast, and its name is Rob. Yay! <laughs> gain sentience. Yeah. A hundred years from now, it it's, will be our overlord. <laughs> <yeah>. Next. <laughs> uh, also, this is when Oscar Pistorius, he was the, the Olympian with, like, uh, no legs. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he was sentenced to five years in prison for killing his girlfriend, Reva Stan- Steenkamp. Five years. Really? Just five uh, years? Yeah, only five? Uh, he had a, a very good lawyer, and I'm not in any way saying that five years is not – it should be way more. But um, he said that he – he shot her through a door because he thought that she was a burglar, and I that's a good fake story, I think. I don't know enough about it, but crime rates there are were crazy. So the fact that someone in a famous person's house in South Africa got shot through a door might is a little more pl- plausible than something like that here. Oh, that's fair. Because from what I saw of the house, it was like it had walls and razor wire and stuff like that because it was a nice house and 
basically in areas like that if someone has a lot of money their members of their family are going to get kidnapped and held for ransom at that point interesting okay yeah Hmm. so but again i don't know too much about it so but those are the things that happened historically on the day that this movie came out had he been sitting at the movie theater watching this movie maybe bad things wouldn't happen maybe yeah did you figure out uh movies and music and whatnot i i did i was wrong by the way the uh, fight song was actually the right song. It wasn't a Katy Perry song. When I said, when I oh, said, oh, when that, you told me I was wrong and I had yes. the right song. Yes, I was wrong. I was incorrect, and so I am. This is my. I'm fight sha- song. I am shaming myself. Ooh, I was right on music, and you were wrong. It's true. Holy crap! There is a reason why I was wrong, but it's political, so I'm not going to get into it. Here. <laughs> Well, move on. Movies the week that this came out because this actually came out on a Thursday, so I don't think this was actually out in theaters. But um, number ten this week in movies was The Maze Runner. Wow. Okay. Number nine was The Equalizer. Number I've never seen that. It, it, actually, it's not a bad That's movie. A good one. I'm not a huge Denzel fan, but that was actually a good one. I like it. Number eight was Annabelle. Number seven was The Judge. Number six, The Best of Me, in its first week. Number five was Dracula Untold. Number four was Alexander and the Terrible, Horrible, No Good, Very Bad Day. Hmm. Wow, I thought that was a little more recent. Number three, in its first week in release, was The Book of Life, from 20th Century Fox. And if you like that movie... You should totally watch that show on Netflix called Maya because it looks a lot like it. Okay. Or even Coco. Yeah, true. Uh, number two was Gone Girl. And the number one movie this week was Fury. Oh, that was a great movie. Ooh, that's, a good, that's a great movie. That was its first week in release. I just think all of all those lumberjacks in that tank smeared. I've got to stop. <laughs> <laughs> smeared in maple syrup. <laughs> maple syrup and diesel oil. Everything is a lumberjack to you now. <laughs> all right. Now, on they're, to. They're taut flannel pulling against their erect nipples. Wow. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> on to uh, a list that I only know a couple of. And I'm wondering whether or not you guys are hip enough to know all of these songs as well. Okay. Hmm. Um, at number 10, we've got Ariana Grande featuring Zed. I guarantee I've heard it. I don't yeah, know I no what idea. song it is. I don't know. Break Free. I believe you. Yeah, I'm sure I know it. At number 9, we've got Sam Smith. Stay With Me. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I know that one too. Yeah. At number eight, I think I know this one. We've got Maroon 5 with Animals. Yeah, that one I definitely know. Boring. At number seven, (laughs) we've got Jeremiah featuring YG, Don't Tell Him. That one I don't know. At number six, we've got Tovlo with Habits, Stay High. I'm not, I know one of Tovlo's songs, but I that's from a student that did a project. 
Mm. So that's about the extent of what I know. I think I know which song this is. Pretty good, actually. All right. I think. We are the... We, this is the You Are Old podcast. <laughs> At number five, we've got Nicki Minaj with Anaconda. <laughs> don't want none unless you got buns. I don't That's think it's that, it's that one. one. It is not. <laughs> I don't know that song, but I don't think it's that no. one. It's actually about the movie. About Betty White. No, or wait, no, that wasn't the Betty, Betty White. Betty White? No, Betty... No, no that was... That was, <laughs> that uh, was Betty, Lake Placid. That was Lake Placid. <laughs> Anaconda was the uh, J Lo, uh, Voight, right? Yeah, John Voight, and John Voight, and, and Jennifer Lopez. Yeah. Uh, that would been great. Anaconda's about Betty White, right? That would have been that, awesome. That's the name of the episode. She's there with the with the machete slashing out their fucking. That, that's I would great. see that. I would see the yeah. hell out of that movie. At number four, we've got Jesse J, Ariana Grande, and Nicki Minaj with Bang Bang, oh. and I know that one. I don't think I do, actually. I'm pretty sure you do. I'm pretty sure you've heard it. Bang, bang into the room. Uh, no. Oh, is it? Bang, bang. I don't think that's Take the same one. But we'll, we'll, I'm, I'm, I've, I was proven wrong last week, so continue on. That was number one? That was number four. Uh, number four. Okay, keep going. That That is the song. I just listened to it before the podcast. Oh, okay. Gotcha. So, do you know that song? Uh, yes. Okay. No. Shut up. No. Real, no. <laughs> Number three, we've got Iggy Azalea featuring Rita Ora with Black Widow. Okay. I do not know that one. I never liked Iggy Azalea. I know number two and number one. I'm very proud to say. Number two is by Supertramp, so probably. And nope. number one was <laughs> Whole Lot of Love by Led Zeppelin. I think we are we're we're def- definitely heading into Justin Bieber territory. I think it's that, well, you're close. I think it's pronounced Bieber. Because ah. <laughs> number old. two is Taylor Swift. Okay. okay. Any guesses as to what that song was in 2014? Uh, um, it wasn't Bad Blood because that was no. Uh, it was the other real big one. I think I can. People were doing videos of it. I don't know. Yeah. Shake it off. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Stupid. <laughs> and number one, I bet you know this song too. Megan Trainer. Oh, I hate that song. Wait, which one is which one is that? I I know the name. All about that bass. Yeah, uh, I hate that song. Oh my god, song. that song makes me want to smash my face that's into a, things. That's an annoying song. I actually like that song. <laughs> All about that bass, about that bass, no trouble. Uh, no thank you <laughs> it's like so not good and it what's just crazy is i i heard a million people make that reference and i had no idea what it was i thought it was like an snl skit or something like that and then i finally heard the song like a a year or so later like at disney or something and i'm like oh this is a real thing <laughs> i thought this was a joke <laughs> yeah. you were just mad that you weren't in on it that's what it was so you weren't gonna like the song no matter what it was it's just I, I don't know. No. <laughs> well, that's our music for the week of October sixteenth, twenty fourteen. All right, superb. Now, well, now can I do the thing, Greg? Do the thing. All right. So, with all of our with all of our side B movies, <laughs> we do a thing on the Give Me Five podcast where we um I don't know give you five. And this week, the Give Me Five question of the week 
was decided to be, I want to know what your top five most disappointing monster reveals were. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting, sir. I don't know if or mine your, are going to be your good. Your most disappointing reveals or whatever, I guess. This was actually very hard because I watch a lot of Mystery Science Theater. Mm-hmm. And I watch a lot of Mystery Science Theater in in November. Um, oh. Just historically, because mm-hmm. that's when they used to do Turkey Day. So literally all 300 and so episodes of that had some sort of disappointing monster reveal. Mm-hmm. But... I'm going to try to tone it down to the ones that have movies I've actually kind of seen or that are so over-the-top bad right? that I can't not talk about it. So, uh, let's see. One, two, three, four, five. And I'm going to do a double number one, too. All right. So, uh, one I actually have not seen, but I did see a lot of pictures, and this also showed up on a bunch of other lists, but that is why it is number five for me is going to be Rawhead Rex, which is a Clive Barker thing, despite my autocorrect saying it was Clove Barker. That's something <laughs> Clove different. Barker. Clove Barker. That would be a great name for a dog. <laughs> this is Clove Barker. Uh, Troll 2 is my, num- is my uh, mm-hmm. number four. The, yeah. the creature, it looks like it was made out of paper mache and might have been. And also not a troll. Oh so. my god! <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, one of the Mystery Science Theater ones is from a movie called Killers from Space. And uh, these are creatures from the planet Astron Delta. They plan mm-hmm. to destroy all of you. Did you see these? I did with the little ping pong ball eyes. Yep, and it basically <laughs> is tall people in robes with ping pong ball eyes that were had like little circles drawn on them. And it they were ridiculous. Like, I would have definitely been killed first because I would have been like, <laughs> when they came to attack. Uh, so that was what? Uh, let's see, one, two, three. Uh, my number two is the Lepus from Night of the Lepus. Because mm. they're cute little no bunnies. They're cute little bunnies, but they're big. And, you know, they're cute. Uh, but my number ones, and they're number ones together because they are both from comic books, and they are also both kind of ruined the same way. Uh, both Galactus from the original, well, not the original, the second Fantastic Four movie, but no one really knows about the first one, mm-hmm. and Parallax. Actually, I guess it was the, the the second of the first series of Fantastic Four movies, the third one that they made overall, I think, uh, was Galactus and Parallax from the Green Lantern movie. They decided to go with with uh, clouds of, like, yeah. clouds. Yep, just clouds. <laughs> like yeah. space clouds. Nebulous clouds. And Galactus, if Galactus doesn't have a giant purple and blue helmet and, you know, isn't towering over the Earth, he's not Galactus. And if Parallax isn't like a giant yellow mosquito kind of creature that can burrow into your brain and make you scared of shit, he's not Parallax. So those angered me uh, profoundly. Did they do the same thing with Parallax, the cloud thing? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like, he's coming! Is he in the cloud? No, he is the cloud. You're not behind the cloud? No. Maybe he farted the cloud? No. He is the How do you fight a cloud? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. Fine. So that's, that is that is my top five uh, and point one. Excellent. Solid choices. For sure. Omar? Me? I get to go? You get to go. Let's see. Give us all 23 of your choices. No, this one was I had to... 
Because you know I'm not a big horror guy or monster movie guy. So You are totally a big horror thinks... guy. Did you say whore? <laughs> <laughs> All right, whatever. We'll talk about that later. Um, <clears throat> so these are – I'm, I'm – I'm I'm asking this a little bit um, exaggeratedly on purpose. These are my most disappointing my most disappointing reveals, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Because I'm gonna get, especially my last two. You, I'm gonna get a lot of. No. Uh-oh. Yeah. All right. You're not gonna like this. All right. <clears throat> I also have Rawhead Rex on here. Um, I also had Troll 2. They, that, you know, it is what it is. Um, I do remember this, this number three, the killer cookie from the gingerbread man. It's just really, really... <laughs> I wasn't at the ginger dead man. Yeah, yes. Terrible. It was awful. Um, yeah. My last two. Number two, all... All of them, the killer clowns from outer space. <gasps> yeah, it was just like. Well, they're they're less scary and more funny, right? Yeah. But it was just kind of like I, at that age that I was when I watched it, I was like, "What the fuck is this? Like, what what is this? This is nonsense!" Like, I didn't get that he was two. Yeah, yeah. My parents used to leave me at the movie theater, and they would just I would crawl around, and they'd pick me up later. But, um. No, I just, it was one of those things, like, that's just how I remember it. I remember it being really bad. And number one, again, I'm going to get a lot of trouble for this. And I'm going to say the name, and I mean the one from three decades ago. Is that fair? Um, okay. My, my my hand is on the button that kicks you out of here, just letting you know. And my number one, and again, it's the original version, they just, it just didn't do it for me, and I was super disappointed the clown and the spider in the original it movies no that's fine that you're you are not off the podcast okay it was ungood it was just so disappointing and it was ungood it was ungood yeah. and i had read the books and i was so excited it had the, the it had the same problem as some of the aliens in alien 3 where the special effects just weren't there but that didn't make my list because alien 1 and 2 already had revealed the alien as being badass correct and that's funny that you should say that cuz as a joke I was going to say alien <laughs> for my number one, <laughs> but I figured you would just reach through the microphone and, and just strangle me. We would have, bo- <laughs> well, well, actually we would have gotten your ground meat. Pillow right? <laughs> yeah. So that's my, uh, that's my top five. I need, to, I need to mentally put myself in that cabin with those lumberjacks <laughs> just to, just to recover ser- serenity now <laughs> with the lumberjack. <laughs> <laughs> um, I tried to keep it a little bit more current because there there were a lot of really old movie, really terrible monsters. Mm-hmm. Um, one in particular that I do have to mention. I'm not going to put it in my top five, but have you seen the robot monster? Was that the half gorilla, half space man? No, like? it's it's the it's a guy in a gorilla right. suit with a fucking bowl on right. his head. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, really? That's that's the, the the thing we're calling a robot monster. All right, that's that's really stupid. Terrible. But my number five is also going to be Rawhead Rex. That design was absolutely terrible. My number four is going to be actually my number four is going to be Godzilla 
from the 1998 Matthew Broderick. He looked okay. a whole lot more like a T-Rex iguana than he did Godzilla. Interesting. Okay. Um, so I was disappointed with that. My number three is going to be a movie that we talked about very recently, actually. And it's going to be Malignant. Mm. I was very unhappy with the reveal of the villain in Malignant. The, like... The head that came out of the back of her head. Oh, 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 got it, got it, got it, okay, yeah. And I'm like, what the F is this? What kind of bullshit it... Oh, whatever. It would have been better if it had just taken over her body. If it was still part of her and had taken over her body. But the fact that it, like, wormed its way out the back of her skull and then she did everything backwards, I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? All right, whatever. Um... My number two is going to be Troll 2. And my number one. And I feel like I'm cheating (laughs) using this. Because the monster reveal for this movie wasn't even a fucking monster. And that's the reveal for The Happening. It was the effing trees and the wind. Are you friggin' kidding me? That's, that's that is fair. so stupid. M. Night Shyamalan had one good movie and then made a career off of that, and everybody was like, oh, he's a genius. No, he's a hack. He had one good movie, and that was it. He did do a good TV show. I think he produced. I didn't even bother watching it. I think he wrote and produced it. Um, Wayward Wayward Pines. Didn't even oh, watch didn't it. That, that was it. Was it's good? It's very good. It's different than Sixth Sense was his only good movie. Yeah, I wanted to like all the other ones. I really did. Yeah. yeah. Wait, didn't he do Unbreakable? Was that him? He did. That was his movie right after Sixth Sense. I like that. I, I was okay with Unbreakable. I didn't mind that. Yeah. It had pacing issues, but I liked it as well. But I didn't see the third one in the the trilogy, the the glass or whatever. Yeah, I haven't yet either. But uh, this is not the M Night Shyamalan hour. But uh, Signs had it had one scene that was scary, which makes it almost worth watching. I thought Signs was pretty good. Did it though? Yeah, the birthday party videos is that shocked. Not only yeah. scared, not only scared the shit out of me, but it's actually in, in almost every top ten scariest scenes in movies of all time. It it's up there. It's so well the done. Birthday se- the birthday party video where the, you see the alien running in the background of the birthday video. Like, really? Because I did not. Fu- that I was oh, like, that scene gave me oh, the chills. Me too. I, I was jumped. like, that's stupid. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. Because <laughs> you just. I was like, he way overreacted to what he was seeing on a video. I'm like. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I think that's it. I I think that is it. That's all. I think that's. that's Should we just shoot the shit for now? No, no. No, Greg, take us out of here before Omar starts talking music. Remember Uh, the Pearl Jam concert? Shut up at in Fort Lauderdale and the. Okay, I'll stop. (laughs) It was it was in West Palm, but what didn't we go to the one anyway? Baseball park too. The one for uh, oh, we did, we did with the the coolest moment of my entire life when I caught the lemon right out of nowhere, like just grab caught it out of the air, grabbed out of the air. 
Yep. Was it was it when I knifed you in the neck and you bled to death? <laughs> no. <laughs> Wait, have I been dead the whole time? Is this a Shyamalan movie? <laughs> it is. Yeah, okay. So if you want to contact us and ask me about the coolest moment of my entire life at the Pearl Jam concert, feel free to contact us at, uh, let's see, uh, on Twitter, give me five pod, uh, or Instagram, also give me five pod. You can email us at give me five podcast at gmail.com. You can also do nice things and whatever podcast uh, provider you're listening to us on, give us a review. Give us a good review. We need that. Wait, were you talking about the lemon? One of thing? the hosted ones. Yeah. Or were we talking about when we locked eyes across a crowded mosh pit? Both. <laughs> okay. But it was the lemon thing. <laughs> All right, fine, fine. Uh, anyway, that's uh, anytime you write the word five. Or anytime you write five, it's the word five, not the number five. And uh, thank you. And guys, remember if you liked us, we are the Give Me Five podcast. And we want you to give us five. If you didn't like us, we're the last podcast on the left. <laughs> There's a lot more people that like them than us. Just like my dear papa. <laughs> <laughs>